ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Personally, how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dyke Hewitt Mills. That draws us to Please put your hands together as we welcome Lois to give us administration. Please put your hands together for her as she comes on stage.
wise? Are we becoming wiser through the testimonies? Ladies and gentlemen, why don't you put your hands together as we welcome Albert Mensah to share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. My name is Albert Mensah. I'm from the Akraba Center, and I'm part of the multiplication campaign. I want to give God all the glory for giving me a miracle job that I was not expecting through the prayers and the prophets and the prophecies of the prophets. Um, so I completed school this year and I was trying to work out a place, a good place for my national service, but I tried so many places. I tried six companies and my auntie was also trying to work out a place for me, a good place for me. So I was assured that I would to get a good place for, for my service. But it turned out that when, it, when the postings came out, it failed. I, I, I did an internship uh, in one in a company, and then I, I also spoke to so many people there. But when, it, when the postings came out, it also failed. So I just gave up. I said, whatever comes, I'll just take it that way. I'll just take it in good faith. So it came out, my, my, my NSS posting came out. I didn't like it. But I just decided to go because there was, there was nothing I could do. I just decided to go and then do the service there. So we went, we went for our orientation on Monday. On Tuesday, a friend sent me a text that there is a vacancy at USAID. I should try it and see if it will work. So I went there. I spoke to one of the directors there. And then after some few minutes of interaction, he told me that he's going to give me the opportunity to work there. And then uh, he likes my spirit. He likes the way I interacted with him. He's going to give me the opportunity there, the, the opportunity to work there. I was surprised. Then, then he typed the letter. He said I should uh, take this letter to the NSS office for reposting. And it's amazing because I've been, I've been, I've been trying to do this for three months, three solid months, from May till uh, September. I've been trying to do this for three solid months, and by the grace of God, it worked out. I believe that it's, it's, it's through the prophecies of through the prophecies of Bishop because I remember there, there is a particular message I like listening to in the uh, ten thousand children come and Bishop says that God will do it for you better than you can do it for yourself and I believe that my own efforts were not able to do it. It's by the grace of God that He's done this for me and I want to encourage everybody here that we should trust in the prophecies of our. Bishop, we should trust in the prophecies of our prophets, and I believe that God will come to us. Thank you. Amen. Are you being blessed by the testimony? We have another testimony. Help me welcome Alethea to share her testimony with us. Hello, everyone. My name is Alithia Mwakwata from the Methodist Bar Center, and I'm also in the music division. So, my testimony is about how God delivered me from danger and death through the prayers and prophecies of our Father. Last Tuesday, I was going to work, and I was sitting in the church hall. So, all of a sudden, we saw smoke coming out from beneath the church and everybody was agitated, people were shouting, asking questions here and there. And the next thing we heard was an explosion. So we, people were actually as afraid in the church hall, but I was very calm 
and smiling. And I said to myself that once I'm in this church row, nothing bad can happen to anybody on the church row. Because I remember last Sunday, I had my intimate counseling with Daddy, and one of the last prayers he prayed for me was that I'll be delivered from danger. So with that, I had so much confidence and faith that nothing was going to happen to me because I was in that church row. So I got down, and I realized that the impact, a thought came into mind that, oh, this thing couldn't have killed you. That's why a thought came into mind. Then I remembered what Daddy said during the revival at 7 service, that he always remembers the little things that God does for him, the little blessings. And I am standing here to give glory to God for his deliverance. It might look like a simple thing, but it is by the grace of God and through the prophecies and prayers of our daddy. I want to thank Bishop Doug for everything that he said over my life and the prayers. And I want to encourage everybody to take the prayer seriously. Any declaration, any proclamation in this hall, it is from God and it will do something good for you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together? We have another testimony. Help me welcome Gomez to share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. My name is um, Clement Gomez Laheno, and um, today I'm going to testify of a prophecy that has come to pass in my life and to also encourage all of us to believe in the prophecies of our prophet. Amen. Um, seven months ago, my father was shot and killed in a bus while he was uh, returning from work to Accra by a gang of armed robbers around Sefi Asafo. So, in a VIP bus, he was shot in a VIP bus while returning from work. And um, when the, the, the situation happened, I was very, very broken and disheartened by the whole situation. Um, but I had the privilege to meet our father, the prophet, and he said, a lot of very comforting words to me. I was very comforted by the words that he said. But very recently, two of the things he said to me has really come to life. One, he said that God will bring them to justice. And he also said that God will take care of you. Yes, as I'm standing here right now, practically, they're happening. The, um, the person who fired, the armed robber that fired the shots, that killed my father, he has also died. Yes, and... Um, before he died, he was struck by a very, very deadly disease that nobody could understand. Um, his stomach became big, like he was nine months pregnant. Yes, and then also his whole body began to start, he started rotting from the feet. Yeah, and they took him from one prayer camp to the other. But anytime he got to a prayer camp, the only thing he could do was to confess the things that he has done, his sins. And apparently some people were not very happy about the things he was saying because they also had some things that made him do. So they, they actually gave, they paid someone to poison him so that he would die. Now, the person who gave the charge or the person who ordered that guy to shoot my father, as I'm speaking to you right now, he's also, he has also been struck by the same disease. Yes, and he's also lying in the hospital right now. Now, somebody also gave his car for the um, gang of Arabs to use as a getaway car. Yes, and that guy has also died in a fatal accident with the same car. That's they used. Yeah. And the guy who also gave information to the armed robbers. <laughs> Amen. That help you? The guy who also gave information to the gang of robbers concerning the particular bus that my father was in and his seat number. As I'm speaking to you right now, he's also going crazy. Something is happening to him and nobody can understand. Yes. 
You know, when I was being told all of these things, the, 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 the words of the prophet just came to life that God will bring them to justice and God will take care of you. Yeah. Church, God is really working a lot of miracles of provision for my family, you know. It's as if after my father passed away, Jehovah himself came and he's working miracles of provision for my family. Yeah, so much. And I just want to thank God so much. And I want to thank our, our daddy and our prophet so much also for their powerful prophecies. Oh, he's speaking. God is speaking by the prophets. And if only we shall open our eyes and we shall open our ears and our hearts to believe them, we shall prosper we shall be blessed in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for powerful testimonies? I believe that we are moving from strength to strength as we believe in the prophecies. If only you believe in the prophecies, God will come through for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please take out a very powerful offering this morning. Take out your best Bible says we shall honor the Lord with our substance. Please take out a very powerful offering. Lift up your offering high above your head. Father, we thank you for the blessing of this offering that we are given. Bless this seed in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together as we welcome Keziah.
Thank you for the blessing of today. Guide us by your mighty Holy Spirit. Lead us into all truth. We are grateful, Lord Jesus. And we thank you 
You have done wonderful things for us. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Beautiful. Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And I'm continuing on sharing with you about the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, what does it say? 2 Timothy chapter 1. Beautiful. 2 Timothy chapter 1. We can read from verse 1 actually. So that we have a context. This is to a young person. If you are old. You have to become young. To understand the message. Paul an apostle. Of Jesus Christ by the will of God. To Timothy my beloved son. Grace. Mercy. And peace. May your. Wife, have these three spirits. Grace, mercy, and peace. Amen. Is it beautiful? Listen, there's some space on the side here. Instead of the very last corner trying to squeeze yourself and quarrel over there, please. Come all the way up. Beautiful. Now, verse 3, I thank God from my forefathers, whom I serve, from my forefathers with a pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers day and night. Amen. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of thy tears, that I might be filled with joy. How many know that children are supposed to bring joy to your parents? So those of you who don't make your parents happy when they see you, you are not a good son or a good daughter. You only call when you need money. You only come when, I mean, the the sign of your call means you need something. Is it a good child? a good child. It's like you are only calling when you need something. You know? That's not a good person. And you think that your, your parents don't notice it. They notice that you ne- we never hear of you till you need something. Hmm. Isaiah 40 verse 31. Isaiah 40 verse 31 They that wait upon the Lord Shall renew their strength They shall mount up with wings as eagles They shall run and not be weary They shall walk and not faint Now Just a comment here about types of children It's also about types of children of God 
There are those of us who only see God when we need something. And that doesn't bring joy. In fact, your presence and your call always sounds like an emergency. It's true. Because you only call and come around when you need something from God. Now, this word here, they that wait on the Lord. Look at it. They that wait upon the Lord. The word wait, it means linger. They that linger. And another beautiful meaning is it means to hang around. So the Bible is saying that they that hang around, they that hang around the Lord, they hang around, they shall renew their strength. So, where you have people who don't want to hang around the house of God, but only want to come and get something from God, right? That is not a good thing. Uh, Your ushering director should come and say, there's space here, please, in the middle, so that they can see better. When you come to church, you have to take the best seat first, the bad wine for the last. Zoe, remind me, what is she after? What is, they are ushering badly. All right? Are you, are you listening? Beautiful. People don't want to hang around God. That's why we don't become strong in God. I can't find anybody who has ever become something in God and in the church who doesn't like hanging around the church. Yes. To hang around means like you are lingering sort of aimlessly around. So the idea of coming to check quickly, finish with God, I finish with God, God has exactly from 10.30, God has 90 minutes. God, you know you have 90 minutes, whatever you have to do. Make sure you do it within these 90 minutes. And I, I, I honestly, I'm a very busy person. There is no man of God who can ever know God by giving God quick timetables. God, you better decide what you want to do now. I have things to do. You have things to do. Funny. You should see yourself in the mortuary. What you are like when you are in the mortuary. You are nothing old. The first time I went to a mortuary, I saw a human being being dissected at a postmortem, not anatomy, the postmortem. It was like a cow that was being dismembered and sliced up in a slaughterhouse. Yeah, that's what a postmortem is like. You know, people don't know what postmortem is. Oh, they are going for the postmortem. They don't know what. If you know what it is, you will not like it to be done to somebody you like. Yes. Postmortem. You should see yourself there, Mr. Mr. Big Shot. You'll be surprised how you are small short. They that hang around. Read it. Beautiful. Hang around. They just hang around. I've not seen anybody who amounts to anything in God 
who is not prepared to linger. What's the meaning of linger in the dictionary? Linger. Beautiful. I'm talking about good sons. You see, he said, my beloved son, Timothy. Huh? To stay in a place for a long time. Yes? What else? To take one's time. So in other words, they that take their time. To loiter. To live slowly and hesitantly. To live slowly and hesitantly. Beautiful. Look at it. To delay. To remain or wait long. To be slow or reluctant in parting or moving. That's fantastic. When he says, they that wait upon the Lord. That's what it means. Oh, who is that? Bring it back. See me after church for one lash. (laughs) Wow. To protract. It's protracted. To make it longer than it is. Yes. If you want a short church service, please don't come here. I'm serious. We are not in it. You need God. God doesn't need you. You need God. You have no time for God. That's why I say you should see yourself in the mortuary. Tell your neighbor you should see yourself in the mortuary. It's not a, you find out you are a small shot. You are not a big shot. Do you know how long it takes to, for a plane to go from Ghana and go around the world and come back to Ghana? 24 hours. Yeah. Like British Airways or KLM from Accra to London and goes order to America, it's nine hours plus six is fifteen. Goes round Asia, comes back all the way. Or South Africa to Australia and to America and back to Africa. It's about twenty four hours or maybe thirty hours. Yes. Flying at full speed. But if an aeroplane was crossing one of the stars, like on the surface of the stars, a star like Sirius. What are some of the stars? Betelgeuse is the yellow one. Those of you who don't know the stars, you must know the J- J- Betelgeuse. Canis major, major. These are the big ones. Big. It takes a plane when it starts from the Accra of the star. And it's flying to go round. It will take the aeroplane 1,200 years to go round the star. I'm trying to show you the difference between a star and the earth. And how does that say God made the sun and the moon? He made the sun, the moon, and the stars. God is so great, yet it seems so far. When I talk to him, it seems that he doesn't even hear. How can I love God whom I cannot see? But this is my dream, the goal of my life. Beautiful. Take my life. All my days I give to thee. Mm. To love you, Lord. 
cannot work. So that is why Isaiah 40 verse 31 says that they that wait, this is the word wait, they that linger. That's why we are in church all day. We just hang around. Those who hang around, you'll be surprised. So don't make yourself Mr. Big Shot in the church. Learn to hang around the church and the presence of God and Christian people. Some of you, if you rush back home after church, you'll be having sex by five o'clock with somebody. Yes. Tell somebody, it's a prophecy. Be careful of that prophecy. Yes. So I I want you to learn to hang around God. Amen. And not be in a hurry to go away. That's why I allow the kebab man to be here. Yes, and soon you'll be in this this side over there as well. Yes. Beautiful. To leave, bring the bring the definition back. It is it, it, is to be slow or reluctant in parting or moving. I love it, and it is to delay, to remain or wait long. Yeah, those are the people who amount to the people that are working with me. They all used that are working with me now today. You don't know. When they came, you see them. They used to loiter around all the time. I go home at midnight, I see the person. Hey, you are here. What's happening? Oh, we are here. (laughs) They were always hanging around. That's how to become something with God. Because what does it say? They that wait on the Lord, renew their strength. You see, you can never go to an important person and start making demands. Yes. Whatever they say, you take it. Whatever they say, you take it. So I want you to be good children of God and tell your neighbor sitting by you that, look, I hope you've learned something already. Eh? We are here to wait on the Lord. To linger around. To be happy in church. Happy in the presence of God. Amen. Okay, back to 2 Timothy. This is just a free, free, free prophecy. I love it. Do you love it too? Now, it says, I want to see you that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5. 
When I call to remembrance, this is one of the very important messages for young people. If you listen to this message very well, you always have good jobs and good relationships. Yes. Watch it. Beautiful. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that it is in thee also. Now, you know, you can have a parent, but every prostitute has a parent. Every wizard has a parent. Every murderer has a father. Every bad person has a mother who was happy when he was born. Spirituality is not transmitted through families. It is hoped that it will be transmitted. But it's not automatic. Yes. It's not automatic. Do you understand? Yes. It's not automatic. That uh, the spirituality was spread from the parents to the children. Hitler's mother was a church member and took him to church and made him join the choir. So Hitler was in the choir. Yes, Adolf Hitler was in the choir. I have a picture that I saw of him in the choir. Yeah. And Joseph Stalin, who was 20 times more wicked than Hitler, was also in a choir in the church. They were tenors, singing tenor. So, you, you, are, you are hoping that the good spirit that is in the parents will be transmitted. And sometimes it is transmitted. But not always. Not always. Why? Because God gives you a choice. And you have to make the choice. So, parents can guide, influence, pray for But ultimately, you have to make the choice for yourself. And there are children that break their parents' hearts. So even though Eunice and Lois were good people, it was not 100%. But Paul was saying that, I'm persuaded, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm convinced that you must have the same good spirit that was in your parents. Yes. Sometimes a bad person... Apparently bad person. Can give birth to a very good person. And good person can give birth to a bad person. So, it is important for us to know that our destiny is in our own hands. And you are going to take your own decisions. Your father's church does not necessarily mean it will be your church. You as a young person have to marry who you want. You can't just, you can't, your father, your parents had a good marriage. Doesn't mean you will have a good marriage too. Not automatic. Yes, it's not automatic. Hopefully it helps. 
you know, it helps. It definitely does help. But some very good husbands and good wives come out of homes that were not working at all. Yes. And some bad marriage partners come out of homes that were very good homes. So spiritual things, unfortunately, are not genetic. But definitely there is a strong influence. Yes. So when you come out of a good home and you are some way, it means you are strongly rebellious. That is why out of a good home, you really are able to be a deviant. It means that you are very strongly against what is clear, what has influenced you. you know, so children, I want you to know, look, oh, we are, we are, this is a children's church. Look, I want you to know that you are choosing your own destiny. That's why I'm talking about these three spirits. Here is, this is a letter to a son. My son Timothy. I want to be happy when I see you. And I call to remembrance the good things that were in your parents. And I pray that you will at least be as good as your mother and your grandmother. Yes. You know, you take somebody like Kenneth Hagen. You know, when you go to uh, Kenneth Hagen Bible School, he has a hall called Ruka Memorial Hall. You know, the Ruka was somebody who looked after him. But his father, he didn't know his father. He said his father appeared and he never saw his father, never knew his father. My mother never looked at them, just left them and went. But he grew up to be a responsible father. It's really up to you. Yes. And his older brother and so on, they were all different. You know, I used to pray for them to be saved. So it's not a family business, but you have to pray because you are an individual. And you have to take quality decisions for your life to go in a particular way. Because whatever bed you lay for yourself, that's what you lie in. You know, those of you who have gone to the farm before, you know, when you are going to the farm and on your way your stomach is worrying you and you, you bend down to poo-poo on the way and you go to the farm, when you are coming back, you come and meet it. At where you left it, smelling more than when you deposited, made the depo- deposit. Oh, you are not farmers, eh? you, you've not gone to the farm before. You are city dwellers, you people. You are city students. This is what happens in the farm. How many have been the farm before? Yeah. What I'm saying is not true. Yes, but you see, you are acting like you, you only eat corned beef and so on. Like you are very posh, posh people. <laughs> so, what you do for yourself, if you have a bed and you make it nice with the bed sheets and so on, when you come, you see it there. What you did for yourself, you come and enjoy it. So, if you get a good spirit as a young person, you have created for yourself a good and a better life. So, Beautiful, he says, I thought, I'm hoping that what else your parents will be in you. And verse 6, look at it, fantastic. He said, I put you in remembrance 
that you stir up the gift of God, which is in you. You know, God has given all of us gifts. But you can easily have a gift and not use it. Let's take the singers, you know, like let's say some of the girls I made sing today. They are all good singers, all of them. They have to use the gift. Sometimes when you've not used a gift, the gift becomes rusty because you've not been using it. Yes. But when you use it, you see that you stir it up and it's beautiful. So whatever gift God has given you in this life, you didn't come here empty. I mean, most of you had hair when you were born. Did you not have something? Or were you bald? Do you know? At least you have some hair on your head, isn't it? And some of you had fingernails and so on. I mean, you were born with something. And God has given you something, you have to use it. Now, sometimes your beauty is your gift. Oh yeah, I tell you. You know, some of your sweetness, your smile. You have no idea. Some of your strength. All kinds of gifts. I find people are, you know, I rarely work with people based on what they learned in school. I work with people on how God made them. Oh yeah. Because if God made you a strong choleric, you are good for certain things. If God made you a nice phlegmatic, you are also good for certain things. It's more than the school. Three years that you went to school, they cannot change you. You are unchangeable, I tell you. (laughs) I mean, three years, one year diploma cannot change your personality much. You know, one day I saw, I don't think it was either a doctor or a nurse or a medical person was eating kinky and I think fish or something. And the flies were everywhere. And he was very comfortable. Or a medical student. Or a, a doctor or whatever. And I was looking at, said, at the flies. Because we all learned it in Masca Domestica. The fly is called Masca Domestica. That's the real name of a fly. House fly. Masca Domestica. You know. It has been to a pupu. It has gone to take. Come as a helicopter. Bringing. Uh, what you deposit from here is come to land on your kinky. And you have been to medical school, you've been to nursing school, you know medicine, but you are comfortable. So I realized that the medicine the person has learned couldn't change the villager that was in the soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, even my wedding. When I went, when we are wedding, they had this out, outside food. I didn't eat one thing. I saw a fly, somebody said, that's it. Even if I see a fly, that's not the end of it. Because those of you who have been to toilet outside before, as soon as the things land on the floor, the flies are there. You don't know where they came from. Every fly is a helicopter bringing missiles from places. <laughs> It's a helicopter. It's a biological helicopter. Yes. So what I'm saying is that school is not able to change so much of you, but if you can discover the gift that God has given to you, you'll be surprised that through that, that is rather what will even make you do well. Because I'm not using what I learned in school. I'm using, I'm using what God gave to me as gift. Yes, you see, God, God made me a leader. So I'm leading. 
Yes. I'm not using what I like, physiology, biochemistry, anatomy, uh, orthopedics, general surgery, anesthesia, uh, internal medicine, ophthalmology, psychiatry. I'm not using it. I'm using something else that is a gift. The gift of being an apostle, a pastor, a prophet. This is what I'm using. I'm not using no, uh, school things. So what is your gift? And that gift, you know, must be stirred up. And that is why he says, stir up the gift which has been put in you. And verse 7, look at it. We are reading through the Bible. If you come to church, you don't like Bible, don't come. Please, this is not newspaper, this is Bible. It says, for or because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power or the spirit of power and of love. And of a sound mind. So these are three spirits that will help you to use the gift that God has given to you. God has not given us a spirit of fear, will not let you use the gift, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So last week I shared with you about the spirit of power. He says, My people shall be willing in the day of his power. Power makes you willing. If you have financial power, You'll be willing to give. When I suggest give this, you are, oh, yeah, yeah, why not? Here's, here's it. Yes, uh, whatever. You know, if, if you have financial power, if you have 10,000 CDs in your pocket or 5,000, I, I speak right now about God is moving and you must give 100 CDs. Oh, you just get, oh, why not? I mean, I'm very willing because you have power. So power makes you willing. When you don't have power, you're not willing. So the spirit of power is very important. Now, today I want to talk about the spirit of a sound mind. Yes. The spirit of a sound mind. Alright? Now, if you want a short church, you have to go somewhere else on Sunday. Alright? Now, what is the spirit of a sound mind? I think the best way, you can say, when something has got into a realm of the spirit, it is no more logical. Okay, so anything that is illogical and doesn't follow logical sequences is usually a spirit. So now the spirit of the sound mind is the spirit of a good mind. So we want to now make sure you don't have certain kinds of minds. All right, and your mind is very important. Remember, I believe there's no one here who would like to have a mental illness. No. So... Let us go through what is not a good mind. Okay, and then if you don't have the bad minds, then your mind is good. Do you understand? You have a spirit of a sound mind. So number one, bad minds, bad spirit of a spirit of a bad mind, you must not have. Alright? So number one, uh, fears. Fears. And everything I'm saying is in the Bible, but it's also in medicine. Fears are called phobias in medicine. All right, Psalm 34, verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. So the fears was an enemy. God, God does not deliver you from your friends. He delivers you from your enemies. So fears, having fears, is having an enemy. 
And people don't do well because of the fears that they have in them. Now, just as boys, we, the brothers, are plagued and struggle with lusts. I know that girls, some of you think you have lust, but when you marry, you find out you didn't have lust. You had something else. You just wanted a hug or to be held, but you don't know that you don't have lust much. Some do, but those are very strange women and so on. But, you know, generally speaking. Lust for a lady are fierce. They have fears, a lot of fears. And many nice people are not nice because of their fears. Yes. Many nice people are not nice because of their fears. Yes. If you ever relate with people, insecurity, somebody called insecurity, fears, phobias, fear of this, 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 really affects society you know and often people who do well are people who have overcome fears i didn't want to be a pastor fears of this fear of this there are many things to fear in becoming a pastor what about if it doesn't work what about if this happens what about if that happens what about if this happens what about if this what about if that hey there are many things (laughs) so a person who does well is overcome fears that's all yeah. That's all. It's just it's almost like it's only one thing is overcome fear. <laughs> yeah. As you see me standing here preaching, it's like it's just fears I've thrown away. And I'm just moving. Yeah. I'm trusting God more and throwing away all the things I'm afraid of. So a person who does well, often it fear, there are some fears that the person has overcome. Lord says, He delivered me. He says, Satan, you are not delivered from friends. God delivers you from your enemies. So the fear is a great enemy and an obstacle. So when your mind is plagued with fear, ah, not a good thing. If you love a girl, and say, I love you, say, are you sure? The best film, the best film to watch this is uh, Love Brooding and African Pots. If you can just watch it. I mean, the, the, guy, the girl said to the boy, I love you 99 three quarter percent. She said, just add the one quarter and that's it. I love you 99 three quarters percent. But the man was a fitter. He was a fitter. Do you know what a fitter is? Like an an engineer. Somebody's an engineer. He fixed cars. Mechanic. He's an engineer. I don't understand what you are saying. He's He's an engineer. He's a mechanical engineer. And she was becoming a lawyer. Yes. So he always feared that she would like a higher person. She feared that she would like a higher person who was like also a lawyer or something. So it spoiled their friendship. You can watch it on YouTube. You see it. Love Brood. You'll be sad. You can, maybe you can watch about half. As it's getting sad, then you just turn it off. Yeah. How fear spoils happiness. And your gift, he was a nice, handsome man, but his fear of who his insecurity spoiled his niceness. Yeah, he was no more nice to be with. Yeah, he was no more a nice person. You are no more a nice person when you have fears. So that's why God gives you a spirit of a sound mind. 
And one of the top mental illnesses is phobias. It affects a huge number of people. Fear, fear of this, fear of this, fear of that. Amazing. So, today marks the end of certain fears in your life. Amazing. Now, phobias have a a serious impact on well-being. Alright? And they are common. I'm reading United States Psychiatric, American Psychiatric Association. It says, phobias are one of the most common mental illnesses in the state. So, fear is considered as a mental illness. And the saddest part is that those who are afraid will not admit it. <laughs> Which shows even worse, is that the illness is worse. Because there's a lack of insight. And you notice in church, if you ask the brothers, how many of you are struggling with your lusts? Raise up your hand. They will raise up hand and leg. If you ask how many are struggling with the fear, the sisters will be looking at you and saying, I, I, I don't really get the question. If you can, you know, your mouth like a fear. Sometimes the fears come out clear. And fear of darkness is called acrophobia. Fear of flying on a plane. You know? Many times I've looked at a plane and I said, Are you sure this thing can go up? We are so many. The luggage is so much. And you see that. Is it going to go up? Very heavy. Fear of riding in a car. Amaxophobia. Amaxophobia. Fear of men. Androphobia. Androphobia. Yes. Androphobia. Well, some ladies are afraid of men. If you are a girl, shh, if you are a girl and uh, you are living happily ever after in your house, your family, home. And one day your father goes to get another woman and they come to break the house into two, divide the house. This one goes here, this one goes here, so on. And you are a daughter in that house. You can easily not marry. I know a lot of people like that. They they could never marry. They were afraid of men. Androphobia. When I was in school, I met a lady, classic androphobia. Beautiful girl. I mean, just in my short season that I knew her, the number of people that wanted to marry because she was outstanding. In fact, I know such two outstanding. All of them have this background. The father has multiple people break the family, go here, come here, th- those type of things. Yes, beautiful girls, beautiful. I knew them. They were all in my class, in my in my not my class medical school, but in the university, same year. Beautiful. They couldn't marry after today. No, no. People kneeling down, begging, I love you. This, that, different, that, Christians. 14 men, 15 different, number 16, number 17. No, no. I don't like it. Fear. This, they, were, they were living together as a happy family. Father, father, mother, and then this number of children. Happily ever after, together. Then came somebody like a bullet in, in, in between them. Scattered the whole house. 
the children that she sees it and she you see they are affected then they cannot there are people like that here some of you have seen it what I'm talking about. So you see that you have to be cured of it. Otherwise, you'll be beautiful. But because of the fact you are a mental patient. So you, you can't easily be a nice person for somebody to have a relationship with. Your mind is not sound. Yes. Your mind is not sound. So you've got a gift of beauty of this, of this. But your fear eh, doesn't make you able to use your gift. Yeah. Fears prevent people. It's a, it's a mind which is not sound. It makes people not able to use their gift. Such people will be there. When they realize that they are not getting married, then they start to be desperate. Anything that's wearing trousers. Are you wearing trousers? Yes. The answer is yes. Are you wearing trousers? The answer is yes. You are wearing trousers. The answer is yes. I accept you. Once you are in trousers... So those of us who play games with our families and our children, this is the effect that the children become bizarre, especially the firstborn. The firstborn is the, because the firstborn sees more, understands more, and is more affected. Second are protected. Androphobia. Find the nearest sister and ask whether he's suffering from any type of androphobia. Then, aphenphosmophobia. Aphenphosmophobia. Aphen, spelled A-P-H-E-N-P-H-O-S-M-phobia. Aphenphosmophobia. The fear of being touched. Now, and you see that the person is beautiful. The person has all the equipment, has all the extra gadgets added on, but has aspen for smophobia. Fear of being touched. Don't touch me. I don't. The person cannot even rest and put the leg on your leg like this. Cannot even just relax. He said, "Oh, I don't. I, I, I feel hot. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I, I don't like." Asphenphosmophobia. <laughs> So you see that the fear has spoiled you. Yes. Fear has spoiled your nice life. Oh, there are some husbands really suffering with Aspen for homophobia. 
Yes, they are suffering from aspen for homophobia. <laughs> yeah. He cannot touch, they cannot have feel free. Such a person will never kiss you. No, 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 no. It has to be a formality at the wedding, and after that, that's it. Aspen phosmophobia. Yes. Touching, kissing, no tactile relationship. Yes. The mind is not working well. How many want to marry somebody with Aspen phosmophobia? It usually affects, you know, I spoke to one, I spoke to one lady, her husband was dead. She said, you know, my husband likes to touch me. When I'm walking there, he'll be touching me like that. I don't like something he told me, I don't. She said, now that he's dead, if I said before he died, he was had a, a cancer. He said before he died, he was lying there quietly because he was, died in the house. Because the hospital said, go home, he's going to die. You know, so when they know you're going to die, it's better to go home and die in the house. So he was in the house dying. And she would sit by him. And she was looking at his hand. Why doesn't he touch me? No, no. You say you have Aspen phosmophobia. <laughs> you have the Aspen. <laughs> now you want him to touch you. Your, your mouth. Now, and how many are realizing that your good gift is put based on those in the corner here, they don't seem to understand. Those, those, which people are those? Where, where are you guys from? Are you from the village? Attacksophobia. <laughs> Attacksophobia. Fear of untidiness. Yes. Super melancholism. Fear of disorder and untidiness. Attacksophobia. Once brother told me, he said, when I come to my house, my wife takes a broom. As I walk to that, then she sweeps behind me like this. She sweeps. She sweeps. Because he said, I'm dirty in the floor. So she sweeps behind me. Said, Attacksophobia. Before I realize, nobody is happy in your house. Autophobia. 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 Fear of being alone. You always have to have a boy. Or a girl. Autophobia. Hmm? That's why you have had so many boys. And so many girls. Not knowing that it was a spirit. Yes. So many have passed through. Are you a kiosk? Are you a kiosk? Everybody is coming to buy and go. Hey!
cacophobia. Cacophobia. <laughs> Do you know cacophobia? Do you want to know cacophobia? Cacophobia is the fear of ugliness. Yes. You fear that you are ugly. They will tell you, you are so beautiful. They say, are you sure that I'm beautiful? So I love you. You are like a butterfly. Mm. You are the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Am I the only one you are telling this to? Cacophobia. Cacophobia. You are so beautiful. Your breasts are like lemons. Are you sure that my breasts are like lemons? My breast is like pancake. You say it's like lemons. Your eyes are like marbles. Are you sure my eyes are like marbles? Hey! When you marry somebody with cacophobia, that's it. Yes. Raps will not work. You will talk. She can never be happier. But there are some people, those who don't have that cacophobia, when you tell them you are beautiful, you see the smile. <laughs> it's so nice to tell somebody that the person is happy. Amazing. Cacophobia. So I like your whatever is so beautiful. Are you sure that this is beautiful? Hey, you what? Mob. Mental illness. He said, God has not given you a spirit of fear. And it's in the Bible. And medical science has called the phobias. People are struggling. They don't know what they are struggling with. People are struggling in the house. You can't be made happy by anything. You are not never happy with your parents. Your father tries all he can. Your mother does everything, bend over, but never happy with anything. You. Not knowing that your mind is not correct. Catagalophobia. 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 Fear of being ridiculed. Fear of people laughing at you. Yes. You wouldn't do so many things because you are afraid somebody will laugh at you. Yes. Somebody laugh at your preaching. The first time I baptized somebody, the person who was standing by burst out laughing because I didn't baptize the people. Catagalophobia. If I don't think catagalophobia could have affected me, the fear of people laughing, that will prevent you from having a healing ministry. Somebody will be sitting and laugh and say, is this a miracle? Is it a miracle? You can't do an altar call because you are afraid. Catagalophobia. People will make fun of you. Yes. People will make fun of me in the ministry, in life. Somebody says, I don't like it when people laugh at me at all, talk about me. I don't like that thing at all. Catagalophobia. You are delivered from that spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> hey. 
echophobia. Echophobia. Fear of the house going home. Fear of home. Echophobia. Echophobia. That's why you go out all the time and never come back home. Echophobia. Gamophobia. Gamu, gamu. Gamophobia. G A M O. Gamophobia. Do you want to know what is gamophobia? Are you sure you really want to know? Do you think it will affect you? Gamophobia is fear of marriage. Yes. You're afraid to marry. But it, it takes faith to marry. What about if it doesn't work? That's why some people can't propose. Are you when I propose to you? Mm. When I propose to you? Mm. When I propose to you? Mm. Well, that's why a man who has got a beloved has been able to engage, has been able to marry, is respected. Just the fact that you went through all those decisions shows that you've overcome gamophobia. It's true. I mean, because the girls are so many and they are all so beautiful. Each one seems to have a different flower, different smell, different feeling, different taste. It's like granite soup, just like soup, I'm not soup, I mean, hot and sour soup, chicken corn soup, all our soups. You don't know even which one to eat. And you are afraid that if you marry this one and you are having palm nut soup, it will be palm nut soup for life. What about if later I need some granite soup? What will I do? I'm stuck with palm nut soup for life. It's a gamu. <laughs> what about if I marry and I don't have a child? What if I marry and he does to me what I saw this one doing to this one? If I marry and he beats me like my uncle beat this person and my father beat this one. It's gamophobia. So you see, God says, He says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of a sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. Receive a good sound mind in your life in Jesus' name. Beautiful. Are you still interested in continuing? Ayatrophobia. Ayatrophobia. Do you know what that is? Fear of doctors. Amazing. Necrophobia. Fear of death. Obesophobia. Fear of gaining weight. <laughs> Obesophobia. <laughs> Are you there? Amazing. So, all these, uh, I can give you one more. Wiccaphobia, fear of witches. 
Wicaphobia, fear of witches, and xenophobia, fear of foreigners. Yes. South Africa had a lot of that. And even within our country, within our tribes, some have more xenophobia. So, where is he from? Beautiful. Now, continuing. Spirit of a sound mind. So, the number one is fears. You are delivered from fear today. Number two, delivered from stubbornness. That is what we call an obsessive, compulsive personality disorder. Beautiful. Hmm? Now, stubbornness looks like um, something that is ordinary and something that is so common that you really wonder whether it is a bad thing after all. Are you with me? But it's a very dangerous thing. And... um, Right. Obsessive compulsive personality disorder. This person is rigid and inflexible in his or her beliefs. Yes. So, this person is uh, preoccupied with certain things. Perfectionism, control, and rigid person's rigid. So today you are being delivered. And you see in the Bible, this kind of rigidity is described in 2 Samuel verse 15. It says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. 2 Samuel 15 23. But stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So all bad things. Stubbornness is all bad things. So no one here when, when you are stubborn you actually have a problem. All right, Second Samuel, or First Samuel fifteen twenty three. First Samuel fifteen twenty three. All right, stubbornness is as iniquity. All right, so all sin, all iniquity, and all idol worship is the same as stubbornness. So when you are stubborn, it's like you, all the sins in the world are on you, and all worshiping of idols is on you. That's how bad stubbornness is. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy twenty one verse eighteen. Verse 20, Deuteronomy, 18, Deuteronomy 21 verse 18 It says If a man has a stubborn Or rebellious son Which will not obey the voice of his father And the voice of his mother 
And that when they have chastened him, they will, he will not hearken unto them. Look at stubbornness. It's such a bad thing that look at the prescription Moses gave for treating stubbornness. If you have a rebellious son, go back. A stubborn and rebellious son. Verse 18. And he will not obey the voice of his father. I hope you are listening. Uh, because you see, there's stubbornness you find it in people. Don't let any parent of yours ever say you are stubborn. Or a pastor or anybody describe you. If they describe you, you know, it's an alarm. It's a red card signal. Uh, this man was his, his head strong. He's stubborn. Doesn't listen. That's the worst characteristic that can be plastered on a young person. Look at it. This is the only type of child that the parents are asked to bring up. Look at what you're supposed to do to them. When they have chased him, he still does not listen. Look at verse 19. Then his father and his mother will lay hold on him and bring him out to the elders of the city and unto the gate of his place. And they shall say to the elders, this is our son. This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Because when you don't obey, it's the same. Then what does he say? And all the men of the city shall stone him with stones uh, that he die. So that thou shalt put evil away from among you. And all Israel shall hear and fear. Yes, this is the treatment for a stubborn child. In Deuteronomy. No, this is strong. It's the worst possible description anybody can ever give to you. As a young person. And most of us have heard it once or twice before. Raise your hand if somebody has ever told you that before. So that I can pray for you, please. Don't be pretending. Look at, look at it. So this shows demons trying to destroy you. So you see, the Bible says the wisdom from above in James. The wisdom from above is first pure. James 3, I believe. This, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle. Wisdom. Wisdom. And easy to be entreated. Like it's easy to talk to you, easy to entreat you. You know, recently I met somebody, he says he's a pastor, and I was trying to talk to the person about something. I could not get through at all. Everybody tried and I also tried. You can't get through. It's very unwise to be not able to be entreated. Very unwise. It's unwise. And look at the stubborn son. Wipe him out. It's a mental, it's a mental disease. So don't be someone who cannot be spoken to. You know that most real marriage counseling, when I do marriage counseling, it's like if there's a problem, I usually counsel one of them, either the man or the woman. But not both. Why? Because usually one is stubborn. One will not change anything. Change this, do this, do this. In the end, you have to talk to only one and give the person defensive advice on how to continue to live defensively and self to protect yourself. Because you can't advise. Usually, one is not listening at all. If I relate with couples, usually one listens, but one, the other one doesn't really listen. Sometimes both listen. 
That's a blessing. When you have both listings, it's a blessing. Because you can say, stop, green, come here. Stop. Okay, it's your turn. Come this way. Come, come. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Come. Okay, stop. Then, okay, you, come, come. Then there's peace at the traffic light. But where? It doesn't exist. I say, stop. I'm so clear from there. I'm pastor. So what? Come on, and move from there. Before I realize you, the pastor, you are wiped out. So, stubbornness is the worst characteristic. Only God doesn't change his mind. Even God has changed his mind before through people's prayers. One day I was negotiating with a white man in South Africa for something. He said to me, I asked him, will you change your mind? He said, he said, what is the use of a mind if it cannot change? I was impressed. What is the use of a mind if it cannot change? A mind that cannot change. Give me some volume, please. Who's there? What is the use of a mind if it cannot change? What is the use of it? Look at how young you are. And you are rigid already. You are rigid already. Form opinions. Opinion about this. Opinion about this. Opinion about... Because of what? Which school did you go to? Some people, one school you go to, one or two friends, you don't speak philosophically, then you become rigid in your mind. You don't know that you've developed a mental problem. Yes. And you see people have all sorts of attitudes about so many things. Yeah. I was advising one brother in a couple. And I was talking to the brother. Give me volume, please. I don't want to shout. He looked at me and I, I knew what he was thinking. He was thinking that I was a white man. And that what I was advising him was like a white man trying to say something. My children Ashanti. You know, then I told him something. I, said, I told him something. I said, you know, what I'm telling you to do, I never saw it in my house. I learned it in church. It's not from my background or my, I've never seen it before. What I'm telling you is what I, what I learned when I came to church. I started listening to preaching. This is what I learned. It's not from my background. I was looking at his face. Still, you will not obey. Yeah. People don't want to change. He said, if you have, and you see that the stubbornness is destroying your life. But you want it, that's what you want. So, your nice life, which is a gift from God, is spoiling because fierce and then what? Stubbornness. Obsessive compulsive personality disorders. The next one, depression. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Depression, heaviness. There are some people there, they are always sad, always serious, very quiet. Now, in the Bible, it is called heaviness. Heaviness. To Isaiah 60, verse 3, to appoint them in Zion, to give them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Proverbs 12, verse 25. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but the, a good word maketh it glad. Psalm 119, verse 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. When you are with a person of depression, the person is never happy. 
Why are you not smiling? Nothing. You say nothing. Why are you not happy? The soul is heavy. You're a young girl like you, young boy. You have a mood and a face to control. Even your roommate cannot take it. Yes. How many have ever had a roommate with, I mean, moodiness, depression? You, you, you see? This side, they don't understand any of the things that this, this group here. Which people are you? You are new people. You are new. I'm coming to see the new people. Listen. God is taking away the spirit of heaviness. You know, there are people that have taken decisions. I don't want to work with this person because of the spirit of heaviness. The person's presence makes you heavy. Yes, not even marriage. Not even marriage. I told a brother, I said, the kind of girl you need is a happy girl. You don't need somebody's mood to carry. You need grace, peace, and joy. You don't need a project. You need happiness. Are you a psychologist? Are you? A, are you I mean, is marriage to become a psychologist or a psychiatrist to be counseling every day? Huh? Grace, peace, and joy. Happiness. You look at the person's face and why are you sad? Nothing. Nothing. You tie, you tie your face. That's what they say in Liberia. You tie your face. Even as I'm preaching, there are some people with the spirit of heaviness sitting there looking at me. Is laughing, only you, your face is very serious. Like you are, it's like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. The weight of the universe is on your shoulders. Brothers, do not marry sisters with the spirit of heaviness. I'm advising you, you will not be happy, and especially if you are a serious brother. You need a lighter personality around you. You know, I'm a serious person. My wife is more happy. Yes, she's more talking, always talking. Talk to everybody and also talk to me. You can't be serious all the time. Tell somebody, you can't be serious. You've had a serious day. You are coming back to continue face with serious heaviness. Hey! If you were to draw these faces of you, your, your lips would be down like this. Now, the one that goes down. This is crazy. Beautiful. The next one. Delivered from delusions, schizophrenia, madness. That is it, you know, delusions. Isaiah 66 verse 4. I will also choose their delusions and and bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I speak, they did not hear. 
but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. God says, I will choose their delusions and bring their fears on them. You see, these are people with two characteristics that make up the diagnosis of schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is madness, ultimate madness. Yes. And we need to, I'm making you a doctor right now. You need two things. You need two things to make the diagnosis. Who who knows the two things? Paranoid delusions and what? Hallucinations. Auditory hallucinations. Yes. Yes. Now, right, put the scripture back. Here you see the first symptom. Delusions and fears. Paranoid is fear and delusions. So, paranoid delusions. The person can, you cannot change the person's mind. The person says, I am a soldier in the army. I said, no, you are not in the army. He says, I am a soldier in the army. A man was in the house with his wife. He said, my wife is having an affair. You see, the car, the light that passed, the flash, is a signal from the man who is signaling her outside the house to come. It's not true. It's just... He's, he's, you can't change his mind. One day I met a psychiatrist. She told me that, look, when she was a young psychiatrist, she came to work. All the senior psychiatrists, a certain man and a woman came. When they, all the other psychiatrists saw them, they gave, they gave them to her. <laughs> the man has been coming for years. He, they cannot change his mind. He and the wife. A delusion is a fixed belief. Nobody can change your mind. With evidence, everything, sun, moon, stars, everything, nobody can change your mind. Please, I hope when you come to church and you hear the word of God, something is changing in your life. You can't hate your father all this time. By now, you should be changing your mind. At least there should be some changes coming along in your mind. You know, when God wants to punish people, sometimes he gives them delusions. I will give you something to believe that is not correct. Even politicians give them delusions. They believe that they are good, but they are not. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. In fact, the mind wants a lot. So, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. When you don't love the truth, that they might be saved. Verse 11. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusions. He will let you believe. Like what's happening in Europe, they believe homosexuality is normal. (laughs) Yes. They believe it. They believe it with all their hearts. They believe that a boy is born, but he's a girl. It's amazing. Presidents, prime ministers, God has sent them a strong delusion. It's a punishment for them rejecting God. France is covered with churches. Look, I've traveled through France from up to the end, up and down, in a train. When you close your eyes and open your eyes and look out of the window, you always see a church. Yeah. From the north to the south of France. If, if you close your eyes and open your eyes, you'll see a church. I used, to, I used to, I've been on the train in France many times. I used to sit in the train and be counting the churches. As the train is going at high speed. Shh, I said, one, two, three, 
for church, 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 church. But they've thrown God out. There's nothing like God in France today. God said, oh, you know, I am, I am not there, you see. So I will send, put the scripture back, I will send you a strong delusion so that you believe a lie as your punishment. So you as a person must fear delusions. When you sense that there's a strong belief in you, which is not changing, you must be, be worried. Something is wrong. Something is dangerous in my life. It's part of madness. You see some people, you can't counsel them about so many things. When it comes to certain things, you counsel them, it's like you are talking to angels. When it comes to the topic that they don't, you, they, they, they are like mad people. And do you know that most of us have a topic, nobody can change our minds. Ask your neighbor, what's your topic that uh, you are somewhere about? Today marks the change of that topic. The change of that behavior and that belief in that area. You can be counseled and counseled, there's no change. And the last one, I'm giving you just one more. Unsound mind. Mind that is not sound. Huh? Isolation. An isolation tendency. Yeah. Isolationist tendency. Tendency to be on your own. Jude 1 verse 19. Beautiful. These be they who separate themselves. And this separation says, having not the spirit, having not with spirit, the spirit of power, and the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Schizoid personality disorder, or schizotypal personality disorder, has a tendency towards a solitary lifestyle. Secretiveness, emotional coldness, and sexual apathy. Hey! That's why I say to you, brothers, don't just look at the beauty because some of the beauty have this. Let me read the, the qualities again. They are very beautiful, but this is it. Number one, sol- a solitary lifestyle. They, they, they are loom. They never have, they don't have friends. So why are your friends? Oh, me, I don't have friends. My friends are usually brothers, but I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm the child. When you marry her, you are the one and only. Schizotypa. Number two, secretiveness. They are like Fanti Kinky. When you remove one, there's another one under. There's another secret. When you move that one, there's another secret under. When you move this one, another secret. You move. You see that? When will I see the actual Kenke itself? One secret leads to another. Yes. One secret leads to another. Secretiveness. Emotional coldness and sexual apathy, apathetic when it comes to sex, cadavers. 
when you marry, you have married a dead, you have married a flat, you might as well get a balloon and make yourself I mean, you have married a flat, I mean flat liner. Flat liner, that's all. You have married, I mean, you have married a banana, I mean, just a, a pancake, it's just lying there, I mean, there is, no, it cannot move, there is no life, emotional coldness, sexual apathy, schizotype, hey. it's a personality disorder, something that you are supposed to be moving and happy, emotional coldness. Person says there. So, do you love him? He says, I love him. Do you love him? He says, I feel a lot of love. I feel a lot of love to the glory of God. Do you feel a lot of love to the glory of God? Hey! You cannot even put your leg on the person or even touch the person. You are sitting there like a statue. Oh! Emotional coldness. Sexual apathy. That's why I have a pancake in your house. This cannot speak. You just toss it like that. Pa, ta, 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 ta. Schizotypal. Isolation. Quiet. WhatsApp and this phone have saved this schizotypal personality disorders because they are always on the WhatsApp. Right? Schizotypal personality disorder is on the phone all of you. We don't interact with anybody. You marry the person, you might as well marry a laptop. Might as well marry a laptop or a phone. You have married a phone. You have married a phone. Hey, you have married a laptop. Hey. Isolation. Emotional coldness. So brothers, that's why I'm encouraging you to stay in relationship for some time before you. So when you enter a relationship, say, tell her that, you know, I may change my mind. So you let's flow for some time. Yeah, I want to see how you are in real life. I will see soon. Whether you have emotional coldness, sexual apathy, and what? Isolation tendencies. <laughs> Wesley girls people, they have a lot of this. Wesley girls. Wesley girls. Prim and proper, they teach them to walk as though you have books on your head. You walk like this. Beautiful but emotionally cold. Beautiful but emotionally cold. How many want somebody emotionally cold? How many want something that is flowing like uh, a jellyfish that is alive? Wow! Receive that one in the name of Jesus. Your honeymoon will be nice. Your honeymoon will be nice. Going to marry something that is uh, one, of, one of these mental mental disorders. <laughs> Look, you may be laughing, you know, but there's not even 0.01% joke in what I'm saying. It sounds funny. 
This is what people are experiencing. You may not, especially the younger ones, believe it. But you can see it in the church. And remember, being beautiful and spiritual in church doesn't mean you are nice to stay with. Even to work with. Even to work with. Yes. You may go to work and you say, when you see the person, you become tense. Secretive, isolated, very tense, emotionally cold. Not a, no smiles. Good morning. Good morning. How do you do? How do you do? Everything okay? Everything okay? And then you see they are working. Hey! Emotionally cold. They don't have a smile. You're not happy to see anybody? You think marriage is just making food? Here is your food. Here is your beans. Here is the curry. Here is the this. Here is the plantain. That's all. I mean, a chef can do this. We don't, a chef does not emotional. A chef is not emotional. You try Here is your beans. Here is your rice. Here is your beans. And every day is beans. You can carry every day. How can that be possible? Emotionally cold. <laughs> Isolated, secretive, schizotypal personality disorder, delusion, stubbornness, and changing. You are safe from all wicked devils and bad mind and bad way of behaving and thinking. In the name of Jesus, fears. You are delivered from fears. I drive out fears from your life in Jesus' name. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Those who are sitting down, God has uh, forgiven you. Stand up, stand up. You are delivered from bad minds. Now, how many know that when the mind is not well, you may have all the equipment, but it's not nice. If you have a good runner, faster than Usain Bolt, and you say, ready, steady, go. It starts to laugh and to dance because the mind is not working. All the muscles and everything that would have that is not nice anymore because only the mind is not working well. Ready? Watch it all. Oh, maybe you should say the ready for me. and good about you it's not going to work because upstairs instead of running you are waving you are laughing you feel you've won already you are delivered from a person with a personality disorder lift your hand father thank you for victory over an unsound mind right now I drive out evil spirits Snakes in Jesus' name. Devils. Imaginations. Thoughts. Bad personalities. Inherited spirits. Inherited attitudes and minds. I bind you and I break your stronghold now. Come out in the name of Jesus. Delusions. Fears. Anxieties. Depressions. Madness. Personality defects and disorders. I curse you now in Jesus' name. You are free from every evil and bad spirit of heaviness. 
over your life in the name of Jesus. Release it now. Release it now. Some of you receive it during watching a film in your family, in your house, and at certain moments in your life, you receive such bad mind. But today, God is setting you free in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your power. Receive it now. Receive deliverance. Receive a good mind, the spirit of a sound mind, a sound mind. You are set free from every type of fear. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord is upon your life. Lay your hand on your head right now. Father, I thank you. Whatever is not working in our minds, in our souls, that does not make people to employ us. That does not make people marry us. That does not make people happy to stay with us. That does not make people happy to be our friends. Ah, we receive healing right now. We receive healing from the every mind we have inherited. Every bad thought and wicked feeling and attitude. In Jesus' name. I bind the spirit of wickedness. Wickedness. Bad relationships. Bad relationships. Breaking relationships all the time. Unmarriageability. Unmarriageable. That you cannot be a partner, you cannot be a married partner, you cannot be in a relationship. I bind it now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Lift your hand and thank God for deliverance from every evil spirit. God has not given us a spirit of fear, He's given us a spirit of power, given us a spirit of love, and given the spirit of a sound mind. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed for a moment. If you are here today, you, you want to give your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to give your life to Jesus Christ today. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you, but you don't know Jesus. It's time for you to know Jesus. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I'm tired of being stubborn. I'm tired of fighting God. I want to take Jesus as my Savior. If you are here like that, lift your hand, your right hand, and I'm going to pray with you. I want Pastor, pray with me. I want to, I'm tired of struggling about God. I want God now. I want God in a very serious way. I don't want to fool anymore, and I want to be serious with God. I want Jesus to come into my life. I want Jesus to change me now. No more fighting. I give up. I give up myself to God. Then your hand must be up, 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 up high. God bless you. 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 I see all your hands. If you've lifted your hand, come to the front. Come, come, come. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me now. Wait. Come to me. Come to me in the front here. Come all the way. Quickly. Quickly. to me quickly. Come to me. Come to me all the way here. I want to pray with you. Come. With your hand up like this, I surrender to Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, those of you who come to the front, lift up your hands and let me pray with you. Lift your hands up high and let us pray. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Lift your hand up high. Say, Jesus, please forgive me. I give my life to you. I am sorry for my stubbornness today. 
I give my life to God. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. From today, from today, I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I am a child of God. Say, I am a child of God. I have given up all badness, all sin, all wickedness. From tonight, from today, from today, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Now, before you go back, I want to give you one of my books. Because you came to the front, I want to give you one of my books as a present. Will you read it? It says, How to Pray. How to Pray. Do you want to know how to pray? Yes, God is going to change your life. This book, when you take it to your house, there will be power in your house. Somebody here, there is a demon in your house. But when you go home with this book, the demon will go out of your house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as soon as we close, when we say, Amen. And you see that people are going, come here to this side. You see the red, that everything, the salvation corner. Come there. We are going to pray with you again for one minute and give you something, then you go back. So all of you are holding this book. Are you there? Hello? All of you are holding As soon as we close, when you say, Amen, then you come to the corner over there. Amen? Wonderful. Go back to your seat. God bless you. Give the Lord a mighty clap of you. You may be seated. It's time for communion. We are going to receive communion. And um, God is going to bless our lives beautifully. Now, communion is something so powerful. You know, the Bible says that many of you receive the communion unworthily. And because of that, some are weak and some are sick and some are even dead. You know, but today, the communion is not going to kill you, but it's going to give you life. I know that it's not prescribed in pharmacy shops. It's not prescribed in pharmacy shops, but it's prescribed in the house of God as something that gives life. He said, Jesus said, He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood shall have life in him. Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which Beautiful. is poured out for you. Union of the 
for this bread that we are holding in our hands. We believe and declare that it's no more bread, but it's the body of Jesus Christ. Lord, it's a spiritual thing. We believe that it's a cup of blessing we are about to receive. Everyone here is blessed powerfully with the blood of Jesus, the body. You said, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has life, Zoe. Today as we hold the bread and lift it up, you said, every time you do this, you do manifest the Lord's death, which is the greatest power released in the universe for the salvation of mankind. May this flesh give us life to our bodies. Deliver us from accidents. Deliver us from the agents of death. Plane crashes. Car crashes. Bus accidents. Arm robbers. Poisoning. Cancers. Blood diseases. Infections. Undiagnosable diseases, HIV, tuberculosis, connective tissue disorders, tumors. We are delivered as we take this. Whatever shortens life is neutralized by the bread, the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus. see the blood the angel of punishment which is sent to punish offenders and unbelievers the bible says the message was clear when I see the blood on your doorpost I'll pass over but if there is no blood the Egyptians didn't know that the angel was looking for blood and today there is nothing can, that can save us Only the blood Father as we lift up the blood of your son We thank you that our mistakes Which are many Our sins Which have brought confusion Are washed By the blood When you see this blood Pass over with judgment O oh God let it go to the next house But not our house The blood of Jesus Answers for your life Receive the blood of Jesus Lift your hands Receive your blessing. Snakes are cast out of your life. Vipers are cast out of your life. 
cobras are cast out of your life. Evil that has come into your life through marriage is cast out of your life. Wickedness, creatures of the underworld, scorpions and insects, and all foul creatures of the underworld, of the dark world, that are tormenting you. I drive them out now in Jesus' name. Whatever oppresses you, I flash it out of you now in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you worried in the night, I flash it out of your system now. I command your mind to be clear. Somebody here, the devil says you die, but God says you live. Whose report will you believe? The report of the Lord. Now I speak to the rider, the rider of a horse, coming with death and with announcements of death. And I say, Go back, go back, go back in the name of Jesus. You cannot come without announcements. Go back in the name of Jesus. I cut off the horns of the enemy. The authority of the enemy to kill you, to destroy you, to destroy your life. I command your freedom. I command your freedom from wicked forces from your village and your hometown. I command your freedom. I command your freedom. I command your liberation now in Jesus' name. I curse all leaping creatures in the spirit. Coming in your direction, flying antelopes and creatures with four heads and two heads. I cut off the head, I curse you. I say, Go back, go back, go back in the name of Jesus. There is an animal spirit that is eating your money, it comes to eat money, it's eating money by your side. Satan, crocodile spirit. Chameleon spirit, whatever you are, I bind your power in Jesus' name. Whatever deprives you of prosperity, whatever reduces your finances, whatever reduces your salary, whatever takes away from what you should be having, I cast it and I bind it in your life in Jesus' name. Receive financial abundance from the Lord right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever animal is drinking your happiness, is taking, is licking away happiness from your life, is taking away happiness and joy and making you sad. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you shall find on earth shall be bound in heaven. I command it in the airwaves. By those watching, are also delivered in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for victory. Take two steps. You are stamping on the enemy right now. Whatever is tormenting you, whatever followed you here, is declared crash and is declared cast in the name of Jesus. Anything that feels that is a dog, a spiritual dog, Bible says outside heaven are dogs. They are spirits. They are spirits. Whatever dog is following you, biting your heels most more. Licking your wounds, tormenting you. I cast 
them now in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and receive the blessing. Now, may he look favorably upon you. May he bless your fields. Bless your water. Bless your bread. May he lead you in a good way. And bring you to a good place. May he teach you to profit. May he heal you. And bring you out in a good way. May you hear congratulations. May you hear good news. May you hear good tidings. I evacuate you from a place of tragedy and a place of sorrow and a place of fire and a place of flood. I command your evacuation and your safety from every terror and every threat and every wickedness. You are granted divine exemption from wickedness. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever makes somebody feel sorry for you. Whatever makes somebody say sorry to you. Today marks the end of that thing in your life in Jesus' name. You rather be hearing congratulations from today in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that whatever is pitiful about our lives and our situation is taken away from us. I lift my hands and I thank you that the prayers that have been prayed over those here, those far, and those listening are coming to pass practically in Jesus' name. There is somebody here, you are supposed to be deceived this week. But I declare an opening of your eyes, you will not be deceived this week. In Jesus' mighty name, God is saving you from deception and from evil. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hand and give praise to God. God has done a great thing for you in your life. Thank you, Jesus. I will pass over you. Jesus. Jesus, thank you. When I see the blood. When I see the blood.
We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10-9 Central on ABC.